Hi there, this is Sophie with Grey Area. In this interview, you'll hear from Soapface. In his home country of Lebanon, he started his career as a bass guitarist in a rock band before transitioning to making dance music. Since then, he's released two EPs, founded his own record label, and pioneered a sound that pulls all of his eclectic influences together. Listen in to hear some incredible stories from this multifaceted and inspired artist. Be sure to like this video and subscribe for more interviews like this. Let's just dive right in. Um, like I mentioned, it's um, it's an artist um, spotlight, so it's it's really just going to be about you um, and about your story. Um, so yeah, I just kind of wanted to get started with a general question um, in regards to, you know, you have a really eclectic music background, starting with playing the drums at age 14, um, then moving to bass guitar, and then supplementing your music education with training in jazz, blues, funk, and rock. Um, so I'm just curious, um, with all of that um, in your background, what ultimately led you to dance music? Actually, my interest in electronic music started in a teenage, uh, was like um, inspired by Radiohead when, and Portshad, Massive Attack, they start including some electronic sound in their music. And then uh, I was like, so attractive to me doing some uh, electronic music and when uh, the dance uh, like what we say dance music scene hit in Lebanon it was like really uh, impressive I love the new sound the scene the all of it was like really amazing very cool. So um, it sounds like your interest in dance music started um, pretty early on. When um, so when was the your first experience with dance music? Um, you know, your first rave or even your first live music experience. Uh, it was like um, the first experience. It was the first event uh, I went to Paul Oakenfeld. It was the first time in Lebanon. And like I was standing in front of the DJ booth and just amazed and everything happening. It's like uh, start imagining myself, you know, doing this, uh, having the crowd moving, the sound, the beat, the making the crowd feel how it feels, how I was feeling that moment. Very yeah. cool. Um, yeah, I think that that's um, a super, um, you know, hearing about that experience from different artists, um, you know, that experience of, you know, that moment when most, a lot of people say like, it, it was when I was in the crowd myself, um, that's when I realized like, this is what I wanted to do. And I think that that's just like a super, um, super powerful moment. Um, so can you kind of just talk more about like how you felt um, when you know when you knew that this was this was what you wanted to do and now that you are here in the place that you are um doing that and like in the position as the person on the stage like what is that like kind of that full circle moment as i say i you don't have to be creative to be creative growing in lebanon learning some learning some creative to be survived yeah so i'm curious you mentioned you know being part of like when dance music first came to Lebanon, you know, kind of being at the forefront of that. Um, so can you just talk a little bit more about that? Like, what was that like? The country here is like uh, full of 
mixed nationalities, religions, and culture. Uh, growing environment inspired to use mixture of sounds. And uh, the new sound was like really, uh, how to say, it brings joy and the community through like the, the nightlife here and the parties are really, um, is heavy, impressive, nice, enjoyable. So um, the scene is growing as I, to me, creating and performing music, it was like really out of this world. So uh, going uh, from rock to, uh, to electronic music, it was like like big change for me and challenge and challenging. And um, I made it actually, starting by doing like uh, my own events, uh, playing around in the country, ended up playing in Berlin, like Thailand, festivals, I used to dream about it. And uh, this is especially like to be in Lebanon, it's not really easy to, to make it that much, that far. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. Um, so you mentioned, you know, starting off in rock um, and um, I read a little bit about your early uh, music career and the success you found as the bass guitarist for Soul Active. Um, so I was just wondering if you could talk a little bit about that and about that um, that um, part of your career before um, before you came into dance music. Like about Soul Active and how it started the rock. Yeah. Okay. Um, it's uh, it's a bit. Um... Like my parents, at the beginning, my parents didn't want me to, to, to be a bassist. Like they want me to focus on uh, my education. So uh, my father used to give me every day, like my, uh, my pocket money. And I kept like saving for two years until I got the bass. And then uh, from the internet, I started learning by myself. And there was a um, website called Lebanese bands, they always used to, like they need guitarists, they need bassists. They need, I, I created my the, my band Soul Active from this website and we start like doing good money playing all around the country. And then I, I uh, decided to continue. And I was, uh, I spoke to some really good bassists, they call it, uh, Michelle Labaki and Abud. They, they both are uh, session, sessionists. Sessionists means they play all type of music. So um, I studied bass guitar with them for four years, jazz, blues, fusion, uh, funk, rock. And uh, till then, I was, until like we were from 2001 until, until 2007, the band, and then everyone left the country to a different country. Yeah, that was like, and we won like uh, between 24 bands and the Middle East, we were the, the number one, it was like anti-drugs competition, best song. 
and we we won this uh, competition by and recorded with Radio One station. They gave us like uh, the price was like full album and uh, many different stuff. Very cool. Well, congratulations on that. Um, that is a huge accomplishment. Um, so I'm curious about so like after um, Soul Active, you know, the band split. Um, what you came into dance music after that. Um, and you mentioned, you know, some difficulties transitioning and, you know, starting again um, with a new type of music. Um, so can you just talk a little bit about that process? Um, you know, what it was like to transition um, from rock to dance music. And if there's any, I mean, I'm assume, I'm, I assume that there's a lot of different um, skills that translated over and like lessons that you learned. Um, so you can, can you kind of just talk about that process? Like describe my sound. Um, well, I'm I'm actually asking a little bit more about um the transition um between soul active and soap bass and what that was kind of like for you transitioning from rock to dance music. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It was like because of few bands uh, I told you include electronic music and start like I wanted to 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 know more about electronic. Um, Back in the days, it was like the, the 2003, after like the rock, like, you know, Massive Attack, Watchhead and stuff like this, they had electronics and their music. And it was like, and Radiohead, especially Radiohead, uh, they released the, the album Kid A in 2001, which is start like focusing on it. And it was one of my best albums, um, including like too much sound and electronics. I started going more deep into electronic music and start and start this like even my sound now you can tell uh, it's a bit like in between rock and uh, techno like the the mood of 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 rock and the groove of techno it's a combination nice combination groovy say yeah definitely I can definitely hear um that influence in there um and you know hear all the like different like dynamics of your music and how all of the different um you know your history as a rock musician as well as um your education in like many other forms of music really play into that as well um I'm curious about um your, you know, who your inspirations are. Um, and you mentioned Radiohead. Um, if there's any other inspirations for your music. Yeah, like um, Tool Band uh, and uh, Porcupine Tree. Some of um, Dave Matthews bands. And like all my inspiration comes from uh, basically from rock more than techno. Like, like, like the groove, the, the flow, everything. And what, but most of it, Tool. Tool, I was like my favorite band. And everything um, I do is like inspired by Tool. Very cool, very cool. Um, so, I am curious about um, if your music draws any inspiration from your heritage. Also, like, 
continuing on from that, um, you mentioned, you know, being at the forefront of dance music in Lebanon and, you know, being kind of there when it began and now, um, you know, starting your career. Um, so you can also talk and weave that into um, if that is helpful. So um, as you, you know, Lebanon, country of full mix of nationalities and especially religions. Yes. Growing up in this environment, like it's um, the ability to bring joy communities through the music. It's not something easy, but is there's like uh, you can say uh, it's an advanced. Like you have really good musicians in Lebanon, and but as a country, it has like really good uh, nightlife. Heavy nightlife. You can we 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 used to host um, a lot of international DJs from all over the world. Uh, the mixture of my music, the sound, has become from like my my country mixture of sounds, risky sounds, and this is it. Yeah, like I was saying before, like it's easy to hear. Like there. Are are so many different sounds and influences that are evident in the music just when you're listening to it um, without even, you know, hearing. So it's really interesting to hear, um, you know, your story and um, all of the different pieces that come together um, to make who you are as an artist. Um, so I'm curious about now, um, you've released two EPs and um, so I'm curious about, you know, both of these projects. Um, both of them are pretty, you know, they're distinctly your sound, um, yet they exist, you know, separately. They're they're each unique. Um, so I'm curious if you could talk me through both of those projects and kind of um, the inspirations for both of them and um, how, yeah, just the just the process of those. Yeah, actually, like Charlie, I did it in memory of my uh, my dog passed away. It was my first EP. And uh, I was like new to production. Wanted to be any different, but when I released it, it was like I was still learning production along with my uh, friend Lion. He's a very popular producer and owner of uh, Peyton Skills uh, Record. He saw something in me, and he insists to 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 like teach me uh, producing and like he stayed with me for months doing like training production and he left and then after two months I came back to him with like uh, six tracks he was like shocked and it was like wow for him and we decided like I wanted to release it he said like yeah uh, I believe it deserved to be released and it was the, this is the first EP and, uh, and the second and um, it was like remixed by Drum Complex, uh, Just Julian and Lion. I had three tracks was remixed by big names. And even the second EP, Mary Fucking Poppins, which is like, uh, uh, it was from timeless movies I, I used to watch in my childhood and I like, I wanted to to do um, like out of uh, the movie something like related to, but I didn't back in the days I didn't know that I'm gonna be like producing electronic music. 
but uh, I took like um, like many fucking puppets from a movie called Snatch. I don't know if you watch it. And uh, another one with Tommy Vile and uh, Maxim Darkey remixed the Mary fucking puppet. After he listened and uh, Tommy Vile, he remixed Machine Me, which is uh, part of the opera in the movie, uh, The Fifth Element, if you heard about it, was 1995. An opera scene, it was like stuck in my head till moment. And I've done something out of it, actually. Yeah. So these two EPs was like really my favorite so far. And I'm working on like to release three more EPs very soon in like less than one month. Oh, wow. Very cool. Um, so for those coming up, um, I don't know if you know how much you can share in terms of that, um, but what are the inspirations for those and kind of where are you coming from for those? If you can share the way I work, is, um, I do this uh, the things everything on the spot. Like I create the beat, then I create the baseline, and then I create the, the pads, the groove, and like I start like on the spot. What I'm, what I listen, what I, what my ears catch, I do it. I go for it. Like I'm risky a bit with my sounds. The way I create it, the way I do it, it's. Um, different so everything like i i never like when i go to perform live i never prepare anything like i just go wow okay so it's very improvisational in a way and kind of just in the moment yeah and the same goes for my production i don't think like about how to sound how it's supposed to be or the the track i want to be like this or like that no it's not like this I, once I started, I started creating the, the, the things upon my, my hearing. Very cool. That's a really cool process. Um, and it sounds like you definitely, you know, have a knack for it, um, you know, considering your, your first EP, you know, you just came up with the tracks and then they were like, you, you should release this. Um, so that, that's, really, that's really cool. Um, and it's cool to hear about your process. Um, I'm curious, so you recently launched your very own record label. Um, and I'm curious just what, um, what it feels like to be at the point in your career um, when you're in a place um, to highlight other artists. Um, and I'm curious about like what artists your label focuses on. Um, actually, Directions is uh, my, my record label. Uh, it's like to be, I, I love groovy sounds. Not so dark, lighty. Um, I always working on better to be better for myself as an artist and younger artists trying to grow as, you know, whatever I see like talented artists, I, I would love to help to be, to, 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 to enjoy my, my record label and to push more and more. Like, um, and like, I want this label to be like more bigger. And that's why I, the process is like a bit slow. I'm trying to make everything uh, just in the right place, as you say, like the right artist, the right music. I don't want to be like mixture of everything. 
Definitely, definitely. Um, so with the label, have you, um, like, are there any artists on it that you are super excited about, um, you know, passionate about, like, young artists that are up and coming? Sorry? Um, I'm curious about, so with your label, if there are any artists on your label that you're really excited about, um, you know, up and coming young artists that you are excited to highlight? Uh, so far, I'm still looking and listening and like receiving demos, but uh, not really. Uh, I, so far, no, not really. Like big names, I do have like uh, many, like Brieger, like uh, Pavel Petrov, and these people, like I'm inspired by them. Uh, they have great taste, great music, great flow. Uh, as a like, as a small artist, I'm still looking. Like you know, it's difficult to find and uh, to find like really talented artists. I, many, many, many. They do repetitive stuff. Like I like to 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 hear like unusual uh, sounds. So, uh, which is, I'm going to find it very soon. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Also, you know, it's, um, like I said, you it's just a very recent um, launch of your record label. So I can imagine that it takes some time to also get things going and find like the right, the right talent that you want to highlight too. Um, I'm curious about, um, you also run an event management company, uh, Lucid Wave, and I'm curious about um, you know, that and what inspired you to start it and how it plays into your career um, as a musician. As a music, musician, uh, like um, 2013, I left the country to, to, to Iraq. I started like working in a business uh, field. Uh, and after two, three years, I didn't find myself like I can like really uh, be there. So once I, I came back to, to Lebanon, I decided the only way that I can start again and be in the scene is to, to have this management creating this, uh, this event, uh, host artists from, um, from all over the world. Like I launched it uh, the first time I launched with uh, Christian Smith and then Deborah Diloka and many, many names, big names. And this is how it started. Like I couldn't, uh, I tried to be in the business field, like totally different, uh, totally different field. It's like a day job, you can say. And after that, I, I left, as I told you, I couldn't. And it was like, I needed a way to, to start to, to be back to the scene, I needed uh, a way to, to start from something. So I invested with Lucid Wave and this is how I came back to what I really I am. So yeah, definitely. So it was sort of just a, you know, a, a way back into um, to music and, um, you know, being creative. Um, so yeah, it sounds like, I, I mean, you've been creative your whole life um, from a very young age. So I'm wondering if, is there, you know, a first creative experience that you ever 
uh, remember having when you were younger. Um, it could be music, it could be, you know, any sort of thing that you made. After the Lebanese uh, Civil War, there was a, like a vacant studio next to my house. Uh, and my, like, we, I break it, uh, breaking into it with my friends. Actually, um, the employee used to still come every day so they could have their salaries, but to do nothing, like just like a decoration in the, in the venue. And one time during the day I went, they, they used to know me like I, uh, I was like a little kid and I kept the window open so we can sneak inside. And like, we were like, um, I told my friend like, hey, I, I kept the, the window open so we can go and uh, jam in the, in the studio. And we kept jamming there for few, for uh, like many, like around two years. Uh, we were too careful. No one ever knew about us. And there was like piano and drums. And this is how we start like uh, playing drums. And then like my neighbor, he was Canadian guy. His father uh, teach me a few things. And this is a bit creative to start like jamming and do some stuff, some music from a young age. Yeah, definitely. And I love that. That's a great story and just like a great, um, you know, it really like puts a picture in your head of, um, of you. I had no choice. I had no choice. <laughs> um, yeah. So how old were you um, when, when you started? I started, uh, I was 11. 11. Okay. Yeah. Um, Okay, so you were 11 when you first started playing music. Um, and then you, yeah, so can you kind of um, walk me through um, just like your progression as a musician? So starting with, you know, first starting to play at 11 up until where you are now? I'm 38. Yeah. So uh, when I started playing music, I told you there was like uh, periods like I created a band called uh, with my my friends in the in the street like from the same street from the same area we call it Rosemary. Yeah, this is how we started. I never mentioned it because like um, it was like we 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 play all together. That's it in the studio <laughs> in that studio, and then everyone left like to the state and uh, both of them actually. We were like one guitarist, bassist, and drummer. By the time I was the drummer of the band for one year, and then we stopped. And I, as I told you, I kept like saving money for two years to to bring my uh, my first bass guitar. And after that, like we were like so active for ten years performing, and uh, until I like every everyone left and. I switched to electronic music. And since 2005 till till moment, I've been into the scene, the nightlife, uh, the electronic stuff. I'm so happy in the progress. Yes, definitely. Um, so I'm curious if there is like one moment 
um, in your music career that, you know, stands out for whatever reason, whether it was was a special moment, um, a moment that you realized something really big, um, if there are any like key moments um, in your career. The biggest moment when I saw like EP Charlie was on uh, top 100, it was number five. I was like uh, shocked. I didn't expect to be like this fast to be number five, top 100 EPs and on Beatport. And uh, like uh, a month ago, uh, it took place like number one in Mexico, uh, Apple Music. It was really like great moment. I never thought it, the first EP I ever done to take place or to be uh, success successful like that. Yeah, definitely. That's really exciting. Um, I I can't imagine like what that would feel like having you know knowing that you have people listening to you and what you're doing across the world to feel like when you when this when your music your sound being like and the followers and uh, it's it's really a nice feeling when you can read the the people mind and like it's uh, just amazing yeah definitely definitely that sounds like it um Congratulations, um, by the way, um, that is really, really amazing. Um, I think those are all the questions I had um, for you, um, unless there's anything else you wanted to mention um, before wrapping up. Um, but thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. And it's been really great thank to hear you your story. Thank you for your time as well. Um, yeah, it's been great to hear your story. Um, you know, I love to to hear from artists and hear, you know, where you come from. So that it's been really great to talk with you. Same here, same here.